Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Oh, you know you like to hear me say it. It's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, well, at least for today, Gator. And with us on the line for Listener Interaction Tuesday, we have Rob Morrison. How are you, Rob? Good, guys. How's it going over there? Going fantastic. So today we are going to be smoking a cigar that uh, Rob wanted to uh, smoke. We, we we let the the listeners pick, you know, for Smoker's Choice. And today we will be smoking the Charter Oak Habano from Foundation Cigars. This cigar features... Wait, I thought we were doing the Maduro or the Connecticut. Blow me. <laughs> so today we're going to be the whole discussion off air guys that you missed smoking oh. that and it has a ecuadorian habano wrapper and a nicaraguan binder and filler um i don't know what size uh rob has we've got the toro which measures six by 52 mm-hmm. okay it that's was exactly what i got also perfect rob correct me if i'm wrong here it was like the who's on first skit but with it nick and cigars it was 100% who's on first. I think I ended up on first. I don't know where Nick ended up at. <laughs> I don't know. I took my ball and went home. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Dolphin takes ra- his balls and goes home. <sighs> right. Anyway. Often blue or? No. <laughs> I mean, you know. He is wearing blue today in honor. What? I didn't get the blue shirt memo like you did. You didn't. I, there's only two of us here that have the blue shirt. It's true. We have an audience. Yeah, we're sitting here on the uh, back deck of uh, Jeff's ex-wife's house, also known as the Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Darn right. And uh, anyway, so we'll go ahead and prep to cut the oh, cigar. I got mine out of the cellophane. That's, you see how rapid that was? It was just... That was good. It, was it, it, wasn't, it wasn't tightly packed. It wasn't. Now, I will say, before we go through this and everything like that... Uh, I know, I have to do the, get to talking about Riverman here in a minute, but, you know. All right, fine. Don't listen to the warning I have for you. <laughs> you can go ahead and cut your goddamn cigar. I don't care. Don't listen to the warning. I'm listening the to The warning you. I literally have for you. Why are you so bitter? I'm not bitter. I'm literally about to give you a warning about this cigar. And okay, you're let's gonna, hear it. No, no. Feel free to cut your cigar. I want to see you crack the hell out of the cap. No, uh, oh, I'm just... Waiting. Okay, I'm waiting on you. I don't. No. I don't know I'm not why. Wait, I'm not waiting on the bitterness. No, has you, started so early in the episode. You jumped ahead. You are disrespecting Dan. I've gone over this with you. You're Sorry, disrespecting Dan. Dan when you cut prematurely. But I haven't no. cut. Look at my cigar. Everyone here can see if I cut my cigar. You were going to. You were going to. But no, as I was about to say before we get into the cut, the Charter Oaks. I find Rob. I don't know if you do or not. But I find that the Charter Oaks tend to have, Jeff, I'm going to cut your dick off with that V-cutter if you keep clicking it. Anyway, the Charter Oaks tend to have, all right, you know what? Fuck this. Son of a bitch. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Anyway. The Charter Oaks tend to have... He showed up triggered, folks. A very... Fra- <laughs> anyway, well, no, I'm not going to get into that. So, Somebody was an hour late. They tend to have a very fragile when wrapper. Me. Yes. Do you find that, Rob? Yes. <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's just... I was thinking it was just me, but... No, 
Dude, they, I they definitely they have a definitely do very fragile wrapper, and I use I typically use my Cleaver Deep V Cut, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm really nervous about using that on this one. I mean, I may use the straight cut side, I don't know, but this cigar tends to, you know, he's just staring at me, just glaring at me. It tends to have a very fragile wrapper, which means you got to be careful when you're cutting it. Rob, I want to apologize for what you had to witness. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> anyway. So, God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> it's time that we go ahead and prepare to cut the cigar. And the official cutting is brought to us by Dan the Man Ponder. Over there at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. Really? How much, like, loud noise? <laughs> Slamming boxes. Click, oh, you, know what I, you know what I got? Triggering I me. listened to what you said, and I got out my Riverman Perfect Cut. You did. Mm, that's that that is one thing i need i don't oh dude it works like a charm yeah it's that's that's one thing that gets me i I, I need to invest in yeah it's hard to go wrong with it well if you do mail order over at riverman cigar company a lot of times dan and cindy throw in little bonuses into the box which would include one of their little perfect cutters it works out really well but they've got a full selection of cigars over there at Riverman, including um, a selection of foundation cigars. Um, and then don't forget, guys, we're plugging it as always. We have the, the big Riverman Cigar Festival event coming up I'm on Saturday, so September excited. 25th. You may not live long enough to see that, <laughs> Jeff. I'm just saying. Will you sprinkle my ashes under the 1,500-square-foot uh, patio? There we go. There we go. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just bring you along. Let people just... Use you as an ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that. Well, I was say we'll come with an urn and we'll leave with a fifty-five-gallon bucket. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> but anyway, It'll just be mix of Jeff ashes and cigar ashes. By right. The time you're done. Yeah. Exactly. It makes a me ashes shame and regret. <laughs> Maybe a little bird poop. You never know. Remember, you remember, a couple people throw remember, their cellophane in there thinking it's a garbage can. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Last year, do you remember the hawk attacking the cigar butt yeah. on the ground? Somebody, that was cool. somebody threw their cigar butt in the parking lot, and this hawk came down and thought it was like an animal or something, and picked it up and like swooped away with it. And you know, and we were all oh, just geez. staring in disbelief. We're like, oh my god, that hawk just totally <laughs> took that cigar butt. It was awesome, but. This is the kind of cool shit you can see at the Riverman Cigar Company event on Saturday, September 25th. So you're going to want to come into town. You're going to want to hang out. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, if you can't make it into town, once again, mail order. Call Dan. He can do the cigars through the mail. And you get one of these perfect cuts. It works out well. So anyway, Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time we go ahead and cut the cigar. And I just nuked myself. (laughs) God. I played I played long ball on that one. There was an entire <laughs> butt worth of tobacco in my cutter that Jeff didn't clear. From when? Oh. Like yesterday yes. sometime. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> okay, so Rob That's we, like almost twenty four hours old. We were over at the hill mm-hmm. and what I do is I pretend that I'm cleaning the cutter out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sad. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. I am it's a son of a Calibri bitch. Calibri Deep V, or uh, yeah. SV. So when you use it, <clears throat> it like confines the ch- the part yeah, that I it got. Co- right? Exactly. So it confines it in there. Well, he doesn't clear that out. And so when I go to use it the next time and I pop it open, that's when, uh, okay, the straight cut worked really good on that. Um, 
I go to pop it open, and son of a bitch if I don't have a bunch of freaking tobacco part- particles like going everywhere. Now, I'm not going to lie. You were correct. Because even with the perfect cut, yeah. I have a little jank in the uh, cap. Told you. Yep. See, that is a very, you were gonna, you very were just, fragile tobacco. You were just going to just go on in all willy-nilly and just cut the hell out well, of you that. Know what and you I know do. what would have happened? It would have been you just bitching the entire episode you about, know this thing's I, coming apart on me. You, well, know? you know what I do to those cigars? I smoke them backwards. Well, it'd be real hard given the fact that this one has a closed foot. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a bitch. Uh-huh. So, you know, feel free to smoke this smoke one backwards, this. Jeffrey. Yep. Oh. Boy, those are shirt burners, man. I... I don't get the closed feet. That is the other warning we're going to have to give him, the closed foot, because I will nuke myself yes. nine times out of ten with that closed foot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a shirt burner. That's all it is. I've got multiple shirts with holes in them from cigars like this. So, I am... I've got dress pants with holes burned in them from the same thing. So, yeah, really annoying. But even if you could, could you actually fit in those dress pants? Fuck you. Okay. Just saying. Just, just, just. Guessing. I used to be able to fit in them. So okay, so cold draw time, gentlemen. So what are we, uh, what are we getting on the cold draw of the Charter Oak Habano? Jeff is filleting his cigar, taking it in like a five dollar whore. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I, the question is, what's wrong with you? Something because happened to Sarah. Two of the three people at this table have apparently just been nuked already. <laughs> so at least he. He sprung for the five dollar and not just the single dollar. It's true, you know. He's got a little bit of you know taste. Um, yeah, I've got some bit. tooth. He's, what are you getting? He's not into the guys down um, at the docks, if you know what I mean. No. <laughs> anyway, what are you getting there, Rob? I, I'm getting a little, a little vanilla. I can see that, and kind, and kind of like a little, uh, not not peppery spice, but like a little bit of that, like a nutmeg, maybe. Mm. I, I can see the nutmeg. Baking spices kind of thing. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, what it tastes like, and this is one of Kristen's favorite drinks over at uh, uh, Starbucks. She gets a cinnamon vanilla, no, cinnamon honey latte. And it's kind of got some of that flavor to it. Hmm. All right, then. I could agree with this. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and light up my cigar. No, you didn't do a cold retro. No, oh, damn. It's all on you. Feel free. Rob, did you do the cold retro? I'm, I'm going to try it the first time just for you, Jeff. The first time. Did you get anything on that? Nothing new. Same same stuff, but okay. same. Almost a little more vanilla kind of <clears throat> stands out to me. That That's the thing. It will change up the profile, and I know Nick thinks I'm full of shit here, but it really does, and I've had other people back me up on it. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan, I just think from the Cigar Authority was was a was pro retro hail or uh, cold retro hail. I do just think you're full of shit. That's all. You've gotten stuff on it before. Doesn't mean I don't think you're full of shit. (laughs) But it's worked for you. Anyway, you can lead a Nick to the cold retro, but you can't make him try it. So, Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? So, how'd you get into cigars? What kind of cigars do you like? You know, that typical, like, early interview question kind of stuff. Mm. Also, I was always, uh, what got me into cigars, like, to begin with, was I was always, like, one of the golfer cigar smokers. Mm. You know, nothing real serious, but I'd stop at a gas station and get, like, the 
Romeo and Julieta Reserva, nineteen eighty, you know, the nineteen eighty five gas station cigar, and yeah, think it was the best. Think it was the best thing since sliced bread. And don't get me wrong, it's very good, but you know how dry the some of the gas mm-hmm. station stuff can be, and yep. whatever. And um, so did that for a while, but then COVID hit, and I was sitting around kind of looking for something to do and my and one of the guys on facebook told me about a cigar shop that was kind of opening up by me and i went down this rabbit hole so far and so fast once i i started going to to the local lounge up here that uh i just went down the cigar rabbit hole well that's what i was gonna ask so wait a minute so if you're talking covid yeah you've only been really doing the premium side of things for a short short time, mm-hmm. it's really been year and a half, pretty much of of kind of getting away from the Swisher Sweets and the Romeos from the gas station and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so what kind of cigars have you so, gra- found yourself gravitating towards? Well, so that's kind of half of the half of the reason I got so went down this rabbit hole is, is I'm, I'm really gravitating towards a lot of the broadleaf stuff, a lot of the darker Maduro's. Um, cause the first, one of the first cigars I, I tried, I was smoking in my car and it was a broadleaf and just the smell. Cause my grandfather used to smoke, uh, toppers and I would drive around in his truck with him and deliver papers and stuff. And, when I started smoking the broadleaf, when I, you know, like a year ago, year and a half, I just got that smell of his truck again and like took you back to being a kid and everything. And it was just, I'm in. I'm so far in that it just really was, was a great time. Gotcha. Now, I want to jump on or come back to something here. You mentioned going around mm-hmm. delivering papers with your grandfather. Um, let's dig into that a little bit because Nick and I are both journalists and own our own newspapers. Mm, he was he uh, he was like the uh, missing paper delivery guy. Oh, okay. So you know everybody would get their papers delivered and all yep. this stuff, and then you and know they were missing the sports section or something, or you know somebody's paper didn't get delivered. So we would or the neighbor stole call. it, or yeah, it, it does happen. So exactly, and that's and we would. I mean, so we we grew up in in Connecticut is where kind of my whole family grew up and everything. So we would drive around like, uh, Enfield is where, where we grew up and just the tobacco fields around there and like all the farms and everything. And we would drive around, we'd stop at like a farm stand and get like fresh veggies and cucumbers and all this stuff, delivering papers. And it was, I mean, it's one, of you know, one of those things you don't forget even when you grow up you know, you'd have people calling in like, yeah, they get the sports section today. And, you know, drive to God knows where to yeah. deliver a sports section. I've done that, actually. I, I Trust me, I get it. Interesting. And now you're living over there in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So we kind of work and everything, and just life kind of took me around to a couple, couple different places. I lived in Pennsylvania for a little bit, now out on the western side of, of Mass. Very cool. So what do you do there? Uh, I'm actually a production manager for uh, a Petri company. And this is how far down the rabbit hole I've, I've fallen. I've, I've started working 
uh, Saturdays and some some other days at my cigar lounge. Oh wow! And, uh, oh yeah, you've you've dove in. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a headfirst dive since since I started. Okay. Well, and you've got a lot in common with the bishop there because he's only really been doing cigars. What about three years, give or take? Yeah. And I had I had tried to get him to you know smoke with me off and on for several years prior to that, and we were out in Vegas. You he decided to get a stick. Dollar peach thing. Well, I had some good cigars too mixed in. Very rarely. Every time well, we were all that like, was one cigar. I got two for a dollar. That was because Larry and I would be out by the campfire smoking, and we'd try to get you to join right. in. Right. So I miss Larry. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to talk to him in a long time. I mean, every time Larry came around, you shat on him. I love Larry. It just made no sense to do an audio podcast review, I'm if you know saying, what I mean. I'm just saying. Nothing against you, Larry. but It's kind of yeah. all over the guy. Rob, were you with us during the Larry I mean, days, or have you missed out on that debacle? I, I've i missed out on the original debacle. Okay. I've, I've caught up on uh, on the after the debacle. He It's really weird. He got all pissed off. He stopped working at his own auction company for a while and went down to Juarez, Mexico with the BF Chicken. And it is just like, I'm trying to catch up. I thought they were back from Mexico. No, they are. There have been sightings. His reports. Yeah. Still not quite entirely clear where they're at, BF did show up out in Indiana, uh, in Indy, when we were out there, you know, at the smoke pit. But other than that, I haven't seen him a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of weirdness going on there. I'm not sure if they got messed up with the cartel or what. Well, if they're involved with the t- cartel, it's probably best they stay away. Exactly. We don't need, I we mean, don't I need will that say collateral damage. The chicken did come around the Riverman event last year. It's very possible he shows up again this year. Oh, it is. You never know. Boy, he does he, know about that. He tends that. to like to show up to things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, could the could the chicken help Larry with some reviews or something? Like, is there some kind of, like... Okay. Translator situation like we could oh my God. connect with. Rob's onto something here, I think. Yeah, so you, you have Larry sign to the chicken what he wants to say, mm-hmm. and then the chicken translate. I, mean, I like exactly. this. Could do that. You know what? This this may be one of those deals. Maybe maybe at, at Christmas or Thanksgiving we have Larry back on to do like just a nice little review and catch up. I Okay. You can reach out to Larry. I will reach out. I, Rob, thank you for this idea. No I mean, problem. you know, maybe he'll co-host an episode with me. Since, you know, <laughs> we're coming into that period. Larry or here. BF? I mean, uh, potentially both. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out something to stretch this out. So. It's true. Yeah. It's not as much fun when it's just one of us talking. I mean, just saying. And you're not really good I mean, with the conspiracies like I am. I mean, I've got a few, but anyway. Well, if somebody wasn't leaving us, Nick, I mean, we wouldn't have to figure I know, out right? Option. If somebody wasn't That's... being a little bitch. You know what? But, the funny you know... thing is here, Rob, I never gave him a date that I was going to leave by. He arbitrarily came up with the date and announced it on the show. And I'm looking at him like, you've what been, are you doing? You've been bitching at me for a freaking year, so I mean, fuck it. I just put a date out there. I've Who been, cares? I've I mean, bitched at you the entire time we've known each other. I'm just saying. You, you bitched at me about, it, you know, about doing it, so I figured, you know what? Fine. I'll go ahead and just, just do it. There you go. So... I mean, you know, you 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 can feel free to like just and Rob keep as, on as, keeping on, and then as a and, listener, you feel free to keep yes. on keeping on and make me a liar. As feel a free. listener, have you noticed the bitterness with Nick ramping up the closer and closer we get to the end game here? 
it's it's very stressful. I I can yeah. feel the the need to fill a second show, which, as you say, as a listener, I need a second show. I'd, I'd be lost with only one a week. I mean, see, it's, this is what I'm talking about, Jeff. You're leaving people high and dry. I do have to take Nick's side on this because when I when I started listening to you guys, it was two a week, and I'm just used to two a week. Fair enough. You're leaving people high and dry, buddy. Dude, I got to make money. I'm just nobody's stopping you. I, I told you exactly what to do, but you. Uh, I have. You, Rob, you've I, got something else in I your have, head, and I have three you know, newspapers and a radio station to deal with, and it's just a matter of the amount of time it takes to sit down and do two of these a week. You wouldn't well, think, see, it, think you wouldn't like if you're just listening. You think it's just that hour, hour and a half that we're on the show, but no, there is show prep and there's time we sit and talk. And, and who does all that? <laughs> who does all that? You. I do all the show prep. I do all the editing. I do all the purchasing of the cigars. I do everything. I it coordinate also, the time and date with the guests. I do everything. It was so also what do you your do? idea in your company. I'm just saying. I'm an interloper here. I'm just saying. In all, what I have the a, hell I, is clicking? I just want a 1099. And all, I'm not. Oh, I'm going to cut you, dude. I am just not in the mood for you today. Rob, I'm that. sorry you have to see us fight. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm just glad I could stir the pot enough to actually get a good episode out of it. <laughs> Seriously. But no, I'm just saying, like, dude. He just admitted he's just trying to ramp us up. I, know. I like that. I can appreciate that. I get it. But, you know, he's not wrong. That's the thing. He's not wrong. So. Oh, that's funny. What are we getting on the damn Charter Oak? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get a laugh out of the audience. That that's, that is the Nick fail out of the situation. So yes, all right. So going back to the conversation about the rapper, I don't know if anybody else, if you can see that or not. Oh, you blew out. I got a big see crack that. going on the side of this thing. I'm going to try and carterize the wound there a little bit. What again is the, the end, rapper but, tobacco? Uh, it is an Ecuadorian Habano. Hmm. Wow. I guess I didn't realize that I, that tobacco was that like thin. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had it, a, any kind of blood issues like that. Definitely, like you say on the on the cut. I've definitely on the had on the cap, of, yeah, but no, on the side here, it, it like has blown out on the side. So, yeah. I'll tell you. Um, and look, I don't. I like these. You cigars. smoke a lot of these. I do smoke a lot of these, so I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like I'm picking on it because, you know, for the price point, these are fantastic cigars. I mean, these are these are not expensive cigars, and they're really good and everything else. But the one thing I will say is the of the box that I have at home. I have a box of these Habano Toros at home. I went looking through the box to find two of them for us to smoke on the show, Jeff, yep. that had no visible sign of cracking. Oh. I, I had 12 cigars left in that box. I found these two. Guess how many are left in the box with no visible signs of cracking? I don't know. None. Oh. The remaining 10 all have some... Small crack already you, in the wrapper. Do you still have your cigar glue? Yeah, but it congealed, so I'm gonna have to buy more. Oh, okay. Have Have you ever seen that, Rob? There is actually it's basically yeah. a pectin glue that you can buy at a cigar store, and you can seal up your cracks and things with it. Yeah, that's a that's a. I haven't had that bad of a of a blowout yet with it. I'll tell you what, this box and the box that I had prior that I had finished and then I opened up this box hoping it would be better, both of them just really bad cracks. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I don't remember having that problem on the Charter Oak, uh, Connecticut. 
It was. I've never had that. It's really just been the Habano. Yeah, and I've never had that the, on the Connecticut. And the thing is, the Habano, I like the Habano so much, I'm willing to kind of put up with it mm-hmm. um, and figure it out. But I will admit, it is kind of a little... Like, yeah, the blowout you have on that cigar is, uh, you know, it it's problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not just a matter of like, oh, it's a tear... I'll smoke past it. No, it's be whatever. Split. It's it's almost close to the band. I mean, I have probably three quarters of the cigar left, and it's pretty much nearly up to the band. Did you so. cauterize it with the lighter? I did. Yeah, I did. Because it's a good inch and a half to two inches of a crack. Yeah, but I will say it's still smoking good. Draw's yeah. still good on it. My burn line is still really good. Um, and I will say that doing the straight cut on the cap has prevented any cracks. Up at the cap, so yeah. I'm happy. I'm about enjoying that. the cigar. I mean, it's been smoking well. It's got, you know, it's got a fairly decent burn line going for it. I haven't had any issues, but I I feel for you with yours. So. I know that the Charter Oak has won a lot of awards for like, you know, best budget cigar and whatnot from like Cigar yeah. Aficionado and everything like that. So I mean, it's a quality cigar. I haven't bought it's, any of these in a while. What's the price point? Uh, mine's. I don't know what you guys are, but mass my taxes and stuff. I'm like nine. Just under nine, nine bucks. Oh man, no! There. Like I bought a box of twenty of these for under a hundred bucks. So I mean, you right know, at five a piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, over in Missouri, because you know we don't buy in Illinois because our taxes higher or are definitely higher here. Uh, but over in over in Missouri, yeah, you can get the well, and we don't have a good brick and mortar anywhere close to us. Not particularly on, on the Illinois side. I mean. There's one place in Belleville, but and he's a really nice guy, but he's got really poor hours. Yeah, he's only open in the evening. He's more of a lounge yeah. that has cigars, not a shop that has a lounge, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very small humidor and a couple of cabinets. Great guy. Yeah. But it's not somewhere you're going to go in and buy a box of cigars. No, yeah. no. It's a place that you go to listen to live music and happen to buy a box or buy a cigar while you're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. but And then um, the other place has turned into a video gambling parlor. Exactly. So, you know. And everything else is further away than us driving over to Missouri, so. You know, I, I'm, if, I can, if I can just kind of shout out my lounge real quick. Yeah, definitely, know, man. It's a Original Seed Cigar Lounge in uh, Adams, Mass. And he's just kind of been a lifesaver in this area. I, I know I'm, I'm relatively new to it all, but half the reason is I've lived out here about four or five years now. And he's the first legit cigar lounge and shop that's opened up out here. Oh wow! And and he opened up right during COVID, like right when when I started. Uh, oh wow! Really getting into it is when is when he opened, and uh, he he's been awesome. The, he's really kind of helped guide me through. <laughs> Obviously, you guys kind of know with all the tasting and learning what I like and everything. Oh, definitely, yeah. And he he's been a true like tobacconist for me, and just the fact that he's really the only one out here has been uh, a huge kind of godsend for me. So, like, okay, on the map, I'm going to be kind of stupid for a minute here. On the map, Massachusetts is not very large. You live on the western side of the state. How long would it take for you to get to, like, the eastern side of the state and pop over to, like, you know, for example, two guys over there in New Hampshire or something like that? Yeah, so we when we went to two guys, it took us about two, two and a half hours. Okay, so it's close, but it's not, like... Close enough to make it your regular stomping grounds. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like I can go from. So if you're looking at like the map, like I'm literally ten minutes from the New York border where I live. 
Okay. And then to go to Boston, which obviously you guys know is a complete opposite end of the state, you're two, two and a half hours. So it's not crazy long, but long enough to not go every weekend. Gotcha. So, Rob, how did you discover the show? The um, interview you guys did with uh, Dave from uh, Two Guys. Oh, oh cool. Uh, I got I got big into the authority first, and then uh, he plugged his interview with you guys on there. And so I kind of tagged along and then stuck. Well, good. That's, That's awesome. Means that interview actually did the job. He he was such a nice guy to interview. He really was. Yeah, he's been so yeah. good to us, and and really has no reason to be good to us, and is. Yeah, they they um, they kind of try. I had the opportunity to go and go up there and meet him for one of the dinners, and just strikes you as a really really genuine genuine guy that really loves what he's doing, and uh, it really comes off. Yeah, he's good people. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be real. He's he's done really well for himself doing something that he obviously enjoys and loves. So, I mean, I don't know how you can be in a bad mood when you're doing that. But, I don't know. I don't know. He does have to deal with Mr. Jonathan. So that's true. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> put, you in a, put you in a Maduro Dave mood, as they call him. <laughs> Nick thinks he's got it bad, but no. <laughs> I'll switch with that's- Mr. Jonathan. We can trade. We can throw you, know, you, that would be, throw you on the authority sorry. and let Jonathan come over here. I'm not a free agent. You can just trade away willy-nilly. I mean, oh. Although, it would be fun. I could go out there and, you know, look at the lighthouses and watch the leaves turn. That would be a great, great uh, ask the boys question right there. There we go. Who would you prefer on the show, Jeff or Mr. Jonathan? <laughs> I, I'm going to lose that nine times out of ten. Because <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's actually good on the show. I, I'm just me. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So before we get into uh, Ask the Boys here, I, I had asked about the cigar, but I think everybody kind of dismissed it. What are we What are we getting on the... Well, we talked about my split. That's we what did, yeah. So, Your split. Yeah. What's everybody getting on the chart? I think it's Cabano? good. It's a, it's a little strong for me. It's got a little spice to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I have not but, done a retrohale yet. Oh, we'll see. You got to do the retrohale, Jeff. It's not, it's not terribly strong for me on the retro. I, I know it might be... A little strong for Jeff, but, but that was a nasal burner. I yes, was say. you're. Yeah, you're I'm right about that. More of the spice, the vanilla's kind of falling off for me a little bit. Yep. Yeah, um, agreed. Definitely getting more of that bacon, not pepper, pepper, but like the bacon, bacon spice. Boy, that's weird. You say but that. There is a little bit of pepper, though. That's weird. You say that because I am. I'm. I'm in agreement with you there. It's. It's almost. It's not sweet, but it's almost like a cinnamon nutmeggy. Kind of baking spice. Yeah, I'm getting that. Okay. Hmm. And it's really on the, uh, it's after the smoke. It's left on the palate. Are you yes. getting that at all, Nick? A little bit. Yeah, there's that, there's almost, it's not sweet, but kind of. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's a good cigar. I like it. I, Maybe I, an anise flavor. I, I, I don't know about that. I'm big on the anise. That, unfortunately, we do know. <laughs> we do, unfortunately, know that. Sorry, so. Rob. Um, <laughs> anyway, so all right, we uh have you ever noticed the little the little uh like like if you buy anise, you know, that you're gonna like cook with a cooking spice, it all it looks like a starfish too. 
God, I don't know if I've ever cooked with it with uh, star anise. I don't. I don't even want to say it. I just. I. I, I can't say it. I've just never cooked with it. God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's Jeff's been like on a roll here lately with eating like, you know, shit that oh. like I'm not interested in. Like yesterday, oh my god, Rob, he drags me over to this Vietnamese restaurant, and mind you, I'd already eaten, so I was not hungry to begin with. But he's all like, "Let's be here, and I'm gonna have have pho." And uh, I'm have like, you ever had pho, Rob? I've not. No. Oh my god, dude! I it I don't know. This is the thing. This is what's been missing in my life all these years. I found a pho restaurant down in southern Illinois in Benton, of all places. And this of all was. Places. Yeah, and I've got a newspaper there. I had no Ooh. idea this place existed. I told him, I said, you guys have got to advertise because this is too good not to tell people about. And they just stared at me blankly because they don't speak English. And I moved on and ate my food, and it is just incredible. So I told Nick, the minute I got done eating that, I was ready for another bowl. So I actually uh, found a. Uh, a restaurant over in St. Louis, and Nick had to come watch me eat it on uh, Saturday. I had a mango shake. Was it, it was, good? It was pretty good. Yeah, but you know, now, a, let me let me. I'm sorry, I don't no, mean to kind no, of. No, 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 no. Oh no, dude! Jeff will talk over you. He will just <laughs> railroad you and talk over you, the, and he's so rude about it. So no, no. Just when he's doing the, that, just just start talking you know what louder the problem and is? get your goddamn point in. You know what the problem is? When we're on Zoom, there's a lag, there's and really we're not. used to going back and forth. So yeah, I I apologize, Rob. Go ahead. Well, that's so that's why I kind of wanted to do FaceTime too because I thought it'd be easier just kind of for the flow of the conversation. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm going to ask my stupid geography question too now. Okay. You you guys talk a lot about like St. Louis, Missouri, or like that yep. kind of area. So like, how far from like St. Louis are you guys kind of? Are you right there? Like, because it I'm, sounds like you're. I can make it to the experience. I can make good. it to the river and and into Missouri in just under thirty minutes. And for me, it's okay. about twelve. Yeah, that's about. I'm about thirty five from from original seed for my lounge. So yeah, that's, that's about what I'm at. Yeah, I can make it. I mean, Top Shooters is maybe twenty five minutes from my place. Uh, across the JB Bridge, you start getting over into Missouri. There, I can make it to like Captain Z's in thirty. I can make it to what Dan's in probably about forty. About that, yeah. About forty minutes to Riverman from my place. And uh, it's a little under a half hour for me to Riverman. It's so. probably about the same to the hill, about 40 minutes, depending upon which route I take. Um, so, you know, yeah, it sounds like I mean, it sounds like the air is a pretty good culture area for for cigars. It, it, it's yeah. not on the Illinois side. On the Illinois side, there are so many prohibitive rules and higher taxes. And, you know, Nick, Nick and I, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. We have talked on multiple occasions before we were doing this podcast about, uh, you know, putting a cigar lounge over here on the Illinois side. But there are so many laws. Like, you have to be 15 feet for another building if you're going to have smoking at your establishment. And then you can't sell liquor, and you have to make 80% of your profits just off of tobacco or you're illegal. But now, now, mind you, in Illinois, because, you know, we're the People's Republic of Illinois, you can open a weed lounge any goddamn place you want to. Yeah. Yep. You know, but I can't open a cigar lounge in the same location. It is getting kind of similar. I, I don't know. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not very familiar familiar with all the ins and outs of the tobacco and the weed and all that stuff. But it seems like here, especially in our kind of county, that you can open up marijuana growing retail 
anywhere you want. Like they're just popping up all over the yep. place. Yep. But then trying to like open up a cigar lounge where you, you can smoke inside and set a whole thing up seems to be very difficult. Well, and now we're getting into the fact that for whatever reason, the cigar lobby has not had the proper funding or whatnot to be able to make their case that it's different from cigarettes, it's different from whatever. And from so, vape. And, yeah, yeah, and so it's one of those things where, you know, people don't acknowledge the differences between the products, and so they just look at it and they're like, tobacco is evil. But, yeah. you know. And I'll admit all but day weed long. is the new the new cash crop for government, and so they're going to go for it. Oh, God, know? they are suckling at the weed teat. Yep. So, anyway. Like a greedy little piglet that leaves you with sore, chapped nipples. Why don't we get into some anyway. Ask the Boys? <laughs> Thank you, Ron Swanson. Say, why don't we get into some <laughs> Ask the Boys? Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my winner! You got a question. You ask the Epa. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. Okay, guys, so it's that time of the show for Ask the Boys where we listen to and answer listener questions. You can get your questions into us by calling the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863 874 Rob, you're a frequent caller of the Ask the Boys hotline. Is it difficult? Is it painful? It is not painful at all. The The most painful part is when I listen to you guys on Friday and I have the, oh, crap, I haven't called this week. I got I to gotta call. Holy crap. And then hope you guys haven't recorded yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would say just... It's one of those things that when something crosses your mind, just call, you know? Yep. It's, it's simple. It's easy. You can just do it whenever. It's like me on the show. Whenever something comes into my head, it comes out my mouth. It's true. Yeah. And it just goes straight to voicemail. You're not talking to anybody. Yes. And uh, it doesn't ring on my end. I get a little alert that I have a message, but it doesn't ring on my end. So you can call it like 3 in the morning, and it's not like you're bothering anybody. So. Well, and is that... Is, did Pastor Barnaby record that? Yeah, Pastor, that Pastor, it? Pastor Barnaby recorded the, the greeting. That was before the fight. That was before the fight. Yeah. Um, Rob, yeah. I'm telling you right now, brother, it happened right here in the yard out by my fire pit. And you've never seen anything like the two of these fat bastards rolling around trying to take swings at each other. That son of a bitch stole my cigar. <laughs> That's just, you just don't do that. No. Man, man of the cloth or nothing, he deserved a beating. And there was a lot of, yeah, right? There was a lot of court action that followed that. A lot of court action. Went relatively quickly, I got deposed like four times. Went quickly, though. So that's good. Anyway, I'm getting close to the band on my cigar, and I was thinking about taking it off, but... You're further ahead. Yeah, it's going to come apart on you. But I will say... That the uh, the glue on the on the band on these charter oaks is usually pretty uh, pretty strong, and I clipped my fingernails the other day, and so I know I really have good. Oh hands my god! For it. Do you need me to take so, your band off for no, you? No, no, because I'll do that. I don't know what's underneath your fingernails. That's gross. So I do. It's gross. I do. Anyway, all right. Well, here let's just go ahead and listen to the first question here. Hey, Nick and Gator. This is. Kevin, a.k.a. Fabuccino from Martinez Cigar. Kevin! Um, so, I'm going to jump straight into it. As a fan of It's Always Sunny Philadelphia, there were many great and wretched ideas that usually work against the crew, especially when they're 
due to their laziness. So one of my favorite ideas comes from comes out of episode 10 in season 5, the Dennis system, which coincidentally has a very similar core value to the Dirty Thunderstorm uh, that you guys did a semi-deep dive on last week's episode, thanks to Broccoli Rob. Now, just a refresher, the Dennis system consists of D, demonstrate value, E, engage and physically engage physically. N, well first N, first N, nurture dependency, then neglect emotionally, <laughs> and lastly inspire hope. Oh, actually, I inspire hope, and lastly S, separate entirely. Now I have my own Kevin system that I share that I'll share with you guys in person one of these days because it's quite ratchet for the podcast. Um, but my question to you is: I'm curious, what would your system be if both if you both have your own the Bishop system and the Gator system? By the way, congratulations on your two year anniversary, and here's. Just a few um, of my favorite cigars throughout 2020, between 2020 and 2021. The Roma Craft 2021 series, Opus X Angel Share, the Lido Gomez Small Batch Number 6, the J. London Lancero, uh, Castagli, the Villa Castagli Pegasus, the Lamper 1675, Edition Azul. We'll do a shameless plug. Martinez Patrimonio. The Mark Twain Riverbolts. Cigar Culture Blend Number Three. And the Viaje 2014 collaboration with Casa Fernandez. Uh, great work. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. And Team Flap. Later. Well, thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kevin. We have another call here from Kevin. I don't Fabuccino. know. Yeah, he like called twice, so I don't know if... Uh, that was a good list of cigars, it though. It was a good list of cigars. We'll, we'll, I haven't had all of those either. I haven't had a lot of those, to be honest. No. Um, we'll get to his point about the, the Bishop and the Gator system here in just... And, and the Rob system. And, and the Rob system yep. uh, here in just a moment, but I figure since he called twice, maybe he had something to add to that, so we'll go ahead and... And listen to that here real quick, too. Hey, Nick and Gator. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Fabuccino again. I just want to clarify some stuff. I was stumbling in my previous uh, recording because I'm at work right now. And in the middle of my recording, a guest came in and was just staring at me as I was trying (laughs) trying to ask the question. And they were just giving me a very weird looks. So just want to make sh- sure that you guys know this. Anyhow, keep up the great work. Later. Now, now what Kevin didn't tell you there is, because we were texting back and forth. While he was doing the second recording, they came back and stared at him again. And that's why he starts stumbling at the end again. Nice. Because he's, he's got a guest in the shop just staring him in the eye while he's making the recording. Both times. That's amusing. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
So, okay. So, systems, guys. I I, I hate to say that's going to be one I'm going to have to I was put pen say, to paper. That's a little bit of effort. I don't know if I could just off the top of my head come up with some sort of a system based upon, you know, the word bishop there. Now, Rob, he's got three letters, so maybe he can come up with something. Um, you know, I don't know. Rob? Anything? Yeah, I think I, I, think I do the short, short straw on this one because I only got three. You guys got, like, 33. Yeah, six, uh, yeah, so five here. Let's see here. We can come up with something. Uh, so R, rain them in. R. All right, there you go, yeah. Rain, rain them in. in. Rain them in. Rain them in. Um, uh, o. Objectify. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, O, objectify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, here we go. All right, we'll finish it off. B, bring it home. Okay. There you go. I'm going to have to pull a Jen Saki and circle back. Rain him in. (laughs) Rain him in, objectify, and bring it home. (laughs) Are you married there, Rob? I am. Is that how it works? Were you asking him out? No, I'm I'm wanting to know if it works that (laughs) way. Because it kind of came off like that. I'm not going to lie. It it, it 100% does not work that way. (laughs) Wonderful and loving wife who's going to listen to this when you release it on Tuesday. It it was Nick's version of how you doing. (laughs) I just want to say I love her very much. And she is a wonderful, wonderful wife. And uh, it does not work that way at all. That's not what he said off the cast. (laughs) <laughs> we, follow, we follow the yes year system in my house nice yeah okay. that's the way to do it happy happy wife happy life mm-hmm. or in my that's case happy I'm ex-wife so... happy life i guess is that how that works <laughs> that's for you, why... <laughs> i'm in my my current wife's garage while you're on the ex-wife's deck that's true <laughs> and the ex-wife has given me the eye through the sunglasses right now so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm seeing it i'm yep. seeing it oh that's awesome at least i'm not the only one that gets the eye mm-hmm. oh I think women are born knowing how to do the eye. I think it's a genetic trait. I think they just know. They don't. One hundred percent agree. No, when it cuts, it cuts deep. No training required. Just happens. So my eleven-year-old comes by naturally. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. So Jeff, you and I will circle back on the systems at yes. some point. Um, sorry, sorry, Kevin. Couldn't. I. We're not. Kind of like the Biden administration on a policy on Afghanistan. My brain, <laughs> my brain is not operating quickly enough to be able to come up with a uh, a, a witty system based off Bishop on the fly. It's yep. just not. So we'll, we'll put pen to paper. There we'll come go. up. We'll, with we'll think about it. Yep. So okay, next question. That was a good here. question, Fabuccino. Hey boys, this is Clay. Hey Clay, and I just had a quick question for y'all. Um, so in recent months, I've really noticed. Um, several brands that um, I regularly go through, um, even really big name brands that uh, typically have really great quality, have had really poor draw issues. Um, And I know there's been made mention of COVID affecting cigar quality, but I was just wondering what the frequency um, that you've experienced with um, a poor draw on a cigar and having to toss it because there's just no saving it. Um, I would definitely say I've probably had maybe eight or so, eight to 10 in the past, probably four or five months. So it seems kind of high. Um, previous years, uh, I've noticed um, that it may be like one a year or something like that. So I definitely 
have thrown out uh, quite a few more cigars um, within the, uh, the past uh, four or five months or so. Um, just wanted to know your thoughts. I uh, wanted to know if y'all are experiencing uh, a similar situation. So uh, stay safe and stay smart. Well, thanks, Clay. And uh, so he's asking about draw issues there, Rob. I don't know if you were able to hear that or not. Quality yeah, issues but, um, post-COVID. Yeah. So, you know, draw issues, I've had maybe some. I, I, I don't want to say that I've had none. For me, the issues have been the voids. I've yeah. had a lot more filler tobacco voids than I have draw. And to be honest, the filler tobacco voids have caused draw issues. Uh, when you get a really big void in the in the filler tobacco there, you're, you can draw and draw and draw, and it feels like it's just not burning anything. But what it's doing is it's burning that filler tobacco, but not burning the wrapper properly. And so then you have to like go back and touch it all up, and it's a giant pain in the ass. Um, but in terms of like a plugged-up cigar, I haven't had too many of those. I, I've had some. And, yeah. And, you know, he was talking about tossing them. I will fight and fight and fight, but I've actually had okay. over the last couple of weeks. I've had a couple that I've just given up on, and you you know that you watched yeah. me smoke one of them, and I fought and fought with that thing. And like if I blew out on the cigar, it would smoke would billow. If I puffed in, I would get nothing. It was the weirdest thing. I, I have not had any any that I've had to give up on yet. But I'm I'm kind of like Gator. I I will I will fight that sucker all the way, yep. all the way down. I'll give it the uh, the little the roll on the the roll on the band. You know, try and kind of find that that little trick where it's if it's like real solid in one spot. Yeah, yep. kind of kind of yep. loosen massage it a little bit. Yeah. Now exactly. I've also I've also got this little tool that I bought, and I bought it at a hemp shop. So I'm sure it's made. More for, uh, you know, working with marijuana, Marijuana. let's be honest. But I got this little thing, and it's got like a cutter blade on one side, and then it's got a pick tool on the other. And I will actually use that to try to core out and, you know, dig into my cigar a little bit from the end to try to open it up. And I guess you could also use it as a cigar pick if you wanted to, you know, to, to put your cigar on at the end and hold it. But um, I've used that tool, but sometimes it's just not long enough to reach in where the block is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately. I, like I said, I haven't had to give up on one yet, but that would be. I, I've tossed two cigars, and that kills me because even even if it's a two dollar cigar, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm smoking a budget bundle cigar, I hate to give up on it because I just I don't like wasting money. So that's a hundred percent why I keep fighting with them. Yep. No matter, like you say, like it could be a two dollar bundle stick. But it's like, well. I don't want to give up on it. Now, I know Nick well enough to know he'll just toss it. He, I will. He will not. He, he's over it. If it, gets, and, yeah. if it gets to be too much hassle, yeah, I'll toss it. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't mess around with it. So I'm with Clay. I don't, I don't have time for that. I'll find another cigar that will draw better, and I'll move on with life. But it sucks. I don't like to do that. Um, and I will admit it does influence my buying habits going forward. If I have maybe two that start doing that, you know, if it's more of a repetitive thing, then yeah, it'll influence my buying habits, and I won't go back to that for a little while. And and, and I, I see think, what happens. I think with COVID, um, and I'm not going to call out any manufacturers here because some of them are ones that I really really like. But I have noticed some of those issues where I think maybe they're pushing out. They either have people that are rolling that maybe new. They may have lost some of their rollers they, during COVID. They may have moved on to other jobs. Experience may be low. Yeah. yeah. 
and and or they're maybe pushing product out harder because they're so behind on shipping their orders. It's possible. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of factors into this. And I know some of the stores, um, I've talked to a few of them, they're actually starting to get some of their back orders in now that they've had on back order for six months. Oh, and really? they're starting to flow again. So things are starting to even back out. So hopefully some of those issues will go away as, as that backlog gets narrowed down. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. Well, next question here. Hey, boys. It's Christian, a.k.a. Big Polka, calling from Connecticut. Just calling in to say a happy uh, belated year anniversary on uh, on the podcast and looking you. towards uh, many, many, many more years to come with the shenanigans and, and nonsense. Uh, wanted to also give a shout out to Luke, uh, Luke for his uh, kind words there about uh, finding, out, finding out about me becoming a dad. Very nice to hear. Thank you again, my man. And a uh, silly question for you guys. Out of curiosity, uh, you guys were wrestlers, pro wrestlers, and you were in a tag team. Who would you guys pick as your tag team partner, past or present? For me, I would have to say it's the Godfather, just because I want to be able to walk around with hoes behind me and just say pimping ain't easy. And then <laughs> one last thing. I'm going to follow up with uh, Barry's question here about who's the uh, big spoon and the little spoon. Uh, my question is, uh, who's the pitcher and who's the catcher? Just curious. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Stay smoky and stay safe. I can verify there is no pitching or catching. No baseball here, man. Yeah. I was say, there, there's none of that taking place. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not, just not it's between not us. It's not our thing. Just not yeah. between us. Yeah. Nope, nope, not in the least. Um, who's your tag team partner there, Rob? Now, are we sticking with just wrestlers? Well, because he, he said the Godfather. I was so. saying, he went with the Godfather, so. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan. I mean, you know, in his prime, that wouldn't have been a bad call. That's, I don't know about today, but I'm, I'm no, go- <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to go old school. No. Oh, Pat O'Connor. Jeff is going old school. The Irishman, Pat O'Connor. <laughs> you know they're doing wrestling in the chase tonight. I know. Yep. Man, when I was a kid, I would race home from church, and I'd catch the last 15 minutes or so of wrestling at the chase on Channel 11 Rick here in St. Louis. Rick Flair. Woo! Yeah, Rick Flair will be there. Yep. Um, who do I want? I want that little leprechaun that was running around in the WWF for a little while. Um, the midget. I can picture him. Did, I think did it's he called carry, mi- he Micro now. around a shillelagh, right? Yeah, the yeah, midget. Like the, the, little, little, the little leprechaun. Six, it's yeah. Micro now. Micro wrestling. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Micro <laughs> wrestling, whatever. I mean, yeah. I, you gotta I'm, be woke, Nick. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I figure I can handle myself in the micro wrestling leagues. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, so you're going to a whole new league. Now. Oh, professional wrestling. It's, it's, I'm, I'm too soft for that. But micro wrestling, I could maybe, maybe try my hand in that. Are you saying you want to toss around some midgets? I mean, I'm just saying that I, I could at least do okay there. They're gonna bite you in the knees. Oh, it's gonna be bad. Right. Boy, speaking of biting me in the knees, dude, we're recording out here on your deck at like, it's like two thirty. I'm getting bit to hell. I haven't had your a mosquitoes, mosquito. Your mosquitoes are thick today, dude. I haven't had one on me. Well, there you go. I'm it's glad It's your for blood you. type. Whatever it is, they like. I don't know. I'm glad for you, but. Yeah. We, yeah. we actually have micro wrestling coming to the Southern Illinois area here in Steelville. So Nick and I may uh, 
May uh, buy we, some tickets and week, mosey down to week that from today. Yeah, we're talking about it. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. They hold, they hold open auditions, Nick. You should throw your hat in the ring. Uh, you could be like a manager. They have a package where you can actually spend like three hundred something bucks, and it's like the referee package. So I could maybe referee a fight. Oh, that'd be awesome. Not, I don't know if you're going to look good in stripes, though. I'm not. No, I'm going to look horrible as a zebra. But <laughs> I just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I know enough about any of that to referee anything. Now, you've, if you remember, Andy Kaufman, he fought was, women. He was in the intergender league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fought women and got his ass handed to him by him. Well, yeah, those freaking ladies of glow, man, they'll kick the crap out of Who you. Who pile drived him? Um. Oh. Andy Kaufman was wrestling and got pile-drived by a male wrestler. The King. Jerry the King Jerry Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. Saying, he had his big feud with Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, and then they got in the fight on Letterman. That was great. Yep. yep. I watched that. I watched that go down on Letterman. Lawler's talked a lot about that lately. Oh, has he? Yeah. It's been interesting. But anyway. Well, All right. He's still around doing stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he's, still, he's still around. He's well, still, Kaufman's somewhere down in South America. I think he's like, you know... Um, Doing more on the commentary side, but mm. although I don't know, I think he did some sort of a wrestling show with some of the old legends or something here not too long ago. So I oh, that'd know. be cool. But anyway, yeah, he actually did a uh, did a cameo in Man on the Moon. Did you do you remember that? He played himself. Yeah, yeah, and uh, talked about how you know they made the whole thing up on Letterman and all that, and they thought it was funny, and nobody else did. I thought it was funny. I was hey, I thought it was funny, <laughs> but. All right, well, moving on to the next question here. Hi, guys. This is Douglas Pendleton or Rambler Guy KY on Instagram. Rambler Guy. My question is, how do you guys balance your cigar passion and working on the Internet, like uh, making posts and reading other people's posts with your family? Because it seems like when I want to smoke a cigar on the patio with my wife, she's always like, get off your phone, get off your phone. And it seems like I have just spent a little bit of time looking at the cigar pulpit and other uh, Instagram and Facebook sites. And she's always wanting me to sit there and just suck on it and just listen to her. I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. Well, Doug, that's you have some issues there. Say, I think yeah. sounded kind of bitter. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I. Hey, if she's smoking a cigar with you, sit there and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Take Kristen, God love her, sits here and smokes a cigar. She's smoking one right now with us. So, well, and she doesn't mind you being on your phone because it's just less time that you're actually trying to talk to her. That's true. So, yeah, it's I'm I'm less annoying that way. Exactly. So. I just it sit is, on my is. phone and watch my Dogecoin go up and down. <laughs> anyway, Rob, well, you were saying something. Well, it, I, I will say to his point, it, it, it is tough. Like, you, uh, I've been trying to, you know, post a little more and kind of get more interactive with, like, you guys and some of the other cigar groups I follow and stuff. And it's just tough because then, you, you know, you go, you sit outside and you try and relax. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, crap, I haven't checked in with this or that. And just kind of trying to make a quick effort when I start is, is uh, what I've been trying to do. Well, and for a while there, we were doing some of these Instagram deals where we'd go Instagram live. And, you know, after a while, like we did one one night that was like almost four hours long. And it's like, Oof. man, those take up a lot of time. They do. You know? They do. They're fun. But at the end of the day, you're like, oh, my God, it's two in the morning and I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. 
that's the thing. This thing it, it can turn into work really quickly. You got to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. Just balance your time. Those I mean, Instagram lives seem to have kind of died off. I think everybody that was a that was a COVID a thing. COVID thing, that and was, now it's kind of waning. I think that was a COVID thing. Yeah. Well, and that's once you guys start the pulpit TikTok page, you can do TikTok. <laughs> yes. Mm. I'm all in. I'm I'm not interested. No. You can manage that. I have no interest in TikTok. Oh God. Yeah. I don't the Chinese know. just mining our data. Exactly. I just I'm not. It's not something I'm. I'm really too keen on doing, but you know, it's okay. There you go. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have a good answer. I mean, it's really just a matter of you know take your time and and use it however you want. I mean. Um, I'm a night owl. I'm usually up very, very late. So, you know, I tend to get a lot of stuff accomplished when everybody else is sleeping. So, you know, you got that going for you. Yeah, and I think that's part of our job. You know, we we end up working later nights, laying out the paper and things like that. So I think we've just geared ourselves to a different work schedule than other people have. It's true. All right. Well, next question here. Hey there, Phyllis. It's your old pal, Jerry Fleece here. Jerry. Yeah, I'd like to weigh in on this uh, big spoon versus little spoon controversy, as it turns out. <laughs> um, Nick has you on the, uh, the size and youth department, so that would be a point for uh, the big spoon. However, I think the Mr. Gator there is a bit more forward and aggressive, so that would also be a point for the big spoon. But ultimately, what I think it comes down to, as it turns out, is uh, Mr. Miller's night terrors, in which case uh, Jeff would be the ultimate uh, big spoon there to comfort you, as it were. Hopefully that uh, shines some light and some clarity on the subject, as it turns out. Um, as far as the question, um, I guess we would we should keep it in the topic of spoons. Is it more hilarious if a midget uses a, a little tiny spoon to eat with or an obnoxiously oversized spoon? Anywho, hopefully I can hear your answer soon. Thank you. Jerry Polanski out. Thank you, Jerry. I, your keen insight is always welcome here. <laughs> um you know, in terms Jerry always of, has good words of wisdom. He really does. Um, in terms of the uh, the spooning, there's no spooning. There's no spooning. <laughs> I don't even remember how place. this all started. Barry Stein. Ah, uh, yeah. There's there's no spooning that's taking place. But but um, I would be big spoon. Uh, no, there's no spooning because you you do have the night terrors, and sometimes you need to be lulled back, you know, into a sense of calm. I haven't. I've had like one since that one in Chicago. Just hold like, you tight a year, over a you know, year ago. Whisper a lullaby kind of thing. I've had like one since that one from like over a year and a half. Ago. I contend those are your alien abductions. Anyway, um, no, there's no spooning. No spooning. And uh, as for the question about. The uh, the midget using which would be funnier the the comic. I, I think the term spoon. is little people. By the way, he used midget. The proper nomenclature. Jerry used midget. Well, yeah, but that means that's Jerry. But I'm just saying, you know, do we use the 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 little spoons or the comically big spoon? Big spoon. I, I mean, I would say big spoon. Mm. I I think it'd be funny. I would, I would make it unanimous. I would say big spoon. Yeah, yeah. big spoon Cause, all day. Because one in a one in a little spoon just look like a normal spoon. Exactly. It yeah. would just look normal. We need Peter Dinklage to weigh in. 
Yes, because I'm sure Peter yes. Dinklage would love to weigh in on this topic of all things. God, he'd just come kick our ass. He really would. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's kind dude, of a badass. That guy would beat the shit out of us. He'd rain that green fire down on us from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be a thing. Okay. Well, we have, I believe, two more questions here. We so. had a lot of calls this we week. Did. I like it. I was going to say, everybody got People their, got their to shit the together call. at the last minute. I like that. So, you know, it's like I say, we can only do this when we get calls. So I appreciate getting calls. All right. Next question here. What's up, fellas? This is Alan from South Carolina. Alan. I hadn't called in a while. Figured I'd check in. Uh, I got two questions for you today. One cigar-related and one patented would-you-rather. A uh, cigar-related question would be, what do you consider boutique? We hear that word often. Um, what size do you think is the cap for boutique? Like, do you think brands such as Crown Heads and Roma Craft make too many cigars to be considered boutique nowadays? And uh, my would you rather, simple question, would you rather have nipple-sized fingers or finger-sized nipples? Ponder on that. Hope you guys have a good day. Okay. Um, the nipples all day. I was going to say, Jeff, I'll let you go ahead and field that first question there because yep. I know that you have thoughts on nipples. So I believe the nipples should be free. So, yeah, finger-sized nipples. Are we, are we talking like... Length, like lengthwise, I, I believe so. so. Like, yes. So, like, you'd have like a like a finger. You'd have like, like a a pointer finger, a protrusion type yeah. nipple going yeah, on. No, I'm I'm going the other way. So you'd day. rather have little itty bitty stubby fingers. Yep, hundred percent. I'd walk around like Captain Hook. I'd get like a little attachment for my hand. Easy. That's an easy question. You know, I, just, I just cut holes in my shirts and let them stick out. I kind of agree with Rob here. I don't know if I'd want to be like nipping out to the point that suddenly I've mm-hmm. got like thumbs off of my off of my chest. That would be unsettling. Anything that draws attention, I'm all in for. That we know. Yeah. Of all things with you, that we know. As for his cigar related question, um, which was about boutiques, you know, I've. <sighs> That's a good question. I know that the that Dave on the Cigar Authority has basically said that if you want to go by the, the proper definition of boutique cigar, then what it actually means is a, is a a um, like a house blend or shop cigar that then took off and became big. Davidoff is a really good example. It started off at the Davidoff stores over you know in <laughs> Europe, became big, and eventually became the brand that it is now today. Um, Leaf by Oscar is another boutique cigar. Started off at Island Jim's store, became big. Now you can get Leaf by Oscar, you know, lots of different places. As well you should. It's a great stick. Um, You know, and so it's one of those things that when you, if you classify it like that, you could almost say, you know, um, like he mentioned crown heads. I don't know if I would, under that definition, crown heads doesn't, it's not a boutique cigar. Yeah. Um, so now you're getting into this almost secondary definition that everybody started coming up with about how many cigars they make. You know, if they're making, you know, a million cigars or more, then they're not boutique. Or if they're making so many or less, then they are boutique. And I don't know if that's necessarily the, uh, the terminology that if, if you want to go by the, the actual definition, I don't know if that's the terminology we should be using, but that's kind of what everybody's adopted. So See, I don't my, know. It's a, it's a, it, it all depends on kind of how you view it. In, in my mind, 
I, I go back to our trip to uh, Tampa. Okay. The little shops in Ebor City. Boutique. Boutique. Yep. But J.C. Newman, not boutique. Mm-hmm. But they're all right there together. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know, Rob. When, you're, when you guys were down in, like, Ebor, I, I haven't gotten down there yet. Oh, dude, like, you got to go. To me, it would almost be like, like something more regional, you know. So if you're down in Ebor and there's all these little brands that don't have the distribution to get cross country or something, to me that would be more of an appropriate boutique. Yeah. Um, so then, okay. So then, are you saying then that, for example, um, Crown Heads would not classify as boutique since they have a nationwide distribution chain? And I would say that would be almost not because I, I guess to me, it's more along the lines of that first of what you first, the original definition of it is like shop yeah. smokes, you know, like, cause if you take somebody like even we'll take foundations now, I wouldn't say he's boutique, even though he's still a very small company. Yeah. I would say it's, he, you know, he get he has a good solid distribution. Yeah, I'd say you almost have large manufacturers, small manufacturers, and maybe then you can drill it down to boutique in terms of, you know, the little mom and pop shops, the little the little mm-hmm. places, and then maybe um, those store uh, store brands. I would I would almost go so far as to say that we need to start thinking more in three category and less in two category. Agreed. But I don't and even know. somebody like like somebody you've talked about, like the um, Atlanta's um, yeah. ATL Cigar Company. Yep. Like, I, your your show is the first time I've ever heard anything about them being so up far north. To me, that would be more of like a boutique brand, you know, kind of a regional. Yeah. I, and I don't know what their, what their size is, uh, to be honest with you, but that would strike me more almost as a boutique for them. Yeah, they, um, they're, they're big in the Atlanta area. But outside of the Atlanta area, they, uh, I don't believe, have too terribly much distribution. And so you could you could make an ar- argument for them as a boutique because they're at least in, like, that one region. Although, you know, all three of their cigars are manufactured by other people. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like it necessarily started as, like, a house blend. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just... I think we just need to start thinking about it in terms of, you know, large and small. I, you know, I don't, and in terms of like actual definitions and defined areas and everything, I don't really have a, uh, like a number or any sort of a benchmark to say like big or small. It's yeah. just, you just kind of know it, you know. It's like, it's like pornography. You know it when you see it. Okay. Well, really, if you like it, who cares what size they are? Well, exactly. I mean, it's That's just, what she said. All right. <laughs> Walked right, in. Walked right into that one. All right. Well, you know what? We'll go ahead and just we'll, we'll get to the last question here. Hey, guys. It's Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Sorry I didn't get this message to you for your anniversary show, but I wanted to let you know that I've gone back and listened to a bunch of old episodes, and I came up with a great idea for a new segment. I think you could have Larry the Mute read the newsletter each month. I think it'd be awesome. Anyhow, here's my, oh my question God, for you. Perfect. In order to make the retro hail <laughs> experience even more special, I think you should practice 
opening the cigar in one nostril while inhaling, keeping the other nostril closed. I think it'd be quite a mind-blowing experience, especially for Jeff. Anyhow, stay safe, stay smoky, and I hope I'm not the only uh, call for the show today. I think that today. is a horrible idea. But I wanted to make sure you had at least one. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. So, like, is he proposing that you put, like, the... Snort the cigar. Yeah, so, like, yes. you put the end that you would normally draw in into your nose and then... Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Okay. That has, that has misery written all over I'm going to try it. Uh, he's act. Oh, God, Jeff's actually do... <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> God damn, don't do that. He did it. I watched him do it. I actually watched it go down. <sighs> is yeah, he still that's- alive? I mean, that's he, a that's a that's a never he's again. Reacted poorly, but uh, he did just do it. Yeah, I'm down to the nub on mine, and oh my god, that was a bad idea. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's for the nope. show. I mean, it was something to do. It, it cleared, was something to do. It cleared the nostrils. Woo! I mean, I watched it go down. God, my eyes are watering. So, so if you did that, does blowing it out your mouth is that considered the retrohale? Ooh. And you snort it through your nose. I'm not trying it again, but yeah. Right yeah, I think that makes sense. Can you do that? Can you bl- draw it in through your nose and blow it out your mouth? I'm not going to try again. That hurt. Do it one more time. No. You one do more. it. No, I'm not going to do it one you more time. You do it. I'm not, I'm not dumb. Come on. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dumb enough to do it twice. Um, Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm going to say, Glenn, that was a... It's a hard pass on that on that retro hail idea. Glenn, um, for what it's worth, I gave it a shot, brother, and no. I mean, I appreciate the thought. Hard but, no. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna probably pass on that on the regular, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, it's it it. I appreciate the 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 thought. Yeah, you it know? was. I mean, it was it was a valiant effort. It was a valiant effort. Yeah. Anyway, well, guys, this was this has been this week's Ask the Boys. Um, you guys stepped up with questions. You this did. Week. Thank you. Appreciate it. We need more for next week, so get your uh, get your phones out and give us a call. Area code 863-874-0000. There you go. So, uh, Nick, um, I'm assuming coming up this Friday, if we uh, get the pack in time. I have the pack. You have the pack. So we will be doing another selection. From my monthly cigars. What is my monthly cigars? I, Rob, would you like to take the question? The the question there. Uh, I think the truly only person that can answer this question is Pinky. Oh well, okay. Ooh, good Every, pass. I like that. Everybody's passing a Pinky. All right. Well, then we'll go ahead and play Pinky. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week. So take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! Rob, am I lying? Her voice is delightful. Hey, I'm not stepping in that pile right there. I was going to say, I'm very happily married, and uh, we're going to leave it at that. And so is Pinky. So, you know, remember that, Jeff. But she's got a great voice. Remember that, Jeff. Yeah. The listeners like it. It's very soothing. Just remember that, Jeff. 
you know, it's a hard needle off the record when we come back and start talking after mm-hmm. she does. I mean, well, and she just has it all down. You know, I could try and fumble my way through it, and but let's be honest, she's got it down cold. <laughs> all for code pulpit, P U L P I T. And guys, if you missed it on uh, Saturday Cigar Authority, if you go back and check the video from the episode that uh, aired just this past Saturday yep. on what was that, August the twenty eighth. Um, if you look, Barry Stein happened to have a nice display of fucking good coffee on his desk there in front That's of him true. because our man Nick was up there in uh, New Hampshire and got the uh, New Hampshire caught the taping of the cigars. I gave you a there. pass on that earlier in the show, by the way. I want to uh, point out. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and so uh, he caught the caught the taping and brought the guys some coffee, and they were they were nice enough to put it on the desk and promote it, and and you know looking forward to to drinking it in the uh, the mail order room there. There you go. So I do have to wait, and, and I, I know when Nick hears this, and maybe you guys can pass along, or I know he has it in the works. K cups. Yeah, he's got K-cups. a he's got a few that are already available. In Does K-cups. he? I'll, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look closer. Yeah, no, he's got a he's got a couple of his uh, coffee blends that are already available in K cups. Now I don't think all of them are, but I do know that um, at least some of them are. We have those at our office where you can refill them. They're the little refillable K cups. The little they've okay. got a screen, and yeah, you can fill mm. those up with your coffee and use them. And yeah, that's over at our uh, at the radio station. We've got one that does that. Okay, well then you wouldn't even need you like could... actual K cups yeah. necessarily. You Better for the environment. Buy the buy the coffee straight from Nick and just use it in the little refillable guy yep. there. So there we go. Yeah. So head on over to my monthly cigars for your cigars and check out fuckinggoodcoffee.com for coffee. There you go. So, so Nick, as we wrap up, how do folks reach out to us on the socials? So we're available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit as well as at Naked Gator, any KKID Gator. Rob, I don't know if you're aware, but that's my page. That is your page. I yep. do follow. We're also on Facebook with the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. Good group of people. And by the way, it once is. again. I'm not paying for everybody at Top Shooters on Friday the 24th, but I would like to throw out, I had another idea. I think that there needs to be, since I'm apparently planning the pre-party. And everybody's staying at your house. I'm not, no, mm-hmm. no. I think I think Jeff needs to be responsible for the after party. And I was thinking about this. You know, I think a good after party would be a party at the farm. He can put out a giant like buffet spread of food for everybody at the farm there. You know what I could you know, do? I could break into the bunker and get out MREs for we, everyone. We, we could go and uh, shoot in the field there, you know, get some fun with guns, you know. Well, that's um, a great idea. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, I think it'd be a good time. It's going to be at night. I do have tracer rounds, but it's going to be at night. There's Sunday. The only problem with the tracer there's Sunday, rounds there's Sunday the 26th. is you really got to clean that weapon afterwards because, yeah, it's they they'll corrode it up pretty bad. There's Sunday the twenty sixth. I got some dragon's breath for the twelve gauge. We don't need to say we don't need to do anything that Saturday night. We're gonna be exhausted Saturday night. Oh, that, I remember from last year. But that Sunday the twenty sixth, man, that would be a good good after party at your farm. If you I'll remember, you responsible for that. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. If you remember last year, that night after the uh, Riverman event, yeah, we went out to eat with our good friend Al from the Good Cigar. That's, and that's right. We went and had uh, Greek food, and that's when the chicken stole his hat. Well, that's when he left his hat at the restaurant, and I had to go and get it, and then the chicken stole it, and it yep. became a whole giant thing. Yeah, it was a mess. Well, so what? I, what I'm hearing 
is Nick's buying dinner Friday night. No. We're going to have a great survey on Saturday. And then Nick's buying breakfast on Sunday, and we're going to go to the farm. Nick's not buying anything. I, I think everybody needs to. How many people can you accommodate at your place? None. Because I know most of the listeners are planning on staying there with they're you. Gonna, yeah. These guys are going to be really disappointed if they're actually legitimately planning on Do all they this. need to bring an air mattress? I'm telling you. Do I'm, you have enough? They're going to be sleeping outside on the lawn. <laughs> I have. It'll be like Nickapalooza out I, there. Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing for. I have no space. It's your own your own version of Burning Man. Just everybody camping just everybody out. Everybody camping out on the lawn in air mattresses. We could set up like you know like a little stick figure and set it on fire. Everybody brings a tent. Like mini little, Burning Man, little homeless yep. village. I like this. Yeah, we we'll get some you know like uh, oh uh, refrigerator boxes. Set up a little coming you know, together hobo community. I like it. I, I don't it's know. coming together to be a great weekend. It I, is. I mean, I don't. I don't think this. Do you is have a fifty-five gallon drum? We can build a fire in. No. Okay. No. We're gonna have to get one of those. If any, okay. So if any of the listeners want to bring a fifty-five gallon drum with them for Nick's fire, hobo fire out there, bring that with you. We're also on Twitter, YouTube, and then guys, we need your calls for Ask the Boys through the Ask the Boys hotline at area code eight six three eight seven four zero 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 zero. So, Rob, how do people follow you, brother? I am on Instagram, real simple, at Rob underscore Morrison, M-O-R-I-S-O-N. One R. One R, that's it. Okay. That's how everybody remembers it. Okay. I'm also on Facebook, the same thing. And uh, Facebook, what about Facebook? Uh, MySpace. No MySpace? No, no MySpace. No. Yeah, no. is that still okay. down? It's, it's, it's gone, Jeff. It's just okay. straight up gone. What what would your five songs be? Then just those two. Rob, what would your five songs be on MySpace? That's a great question. It'd have to be like some nineties throwbacks. Some I like uh, it. Usher, Biggie, Tupac. Good vibrations uh, by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Anything by Mark I mean, let's be real. Marky Mark is one of America's great treasures. I mean Yeah. Underrated, totally. You're right. I don't know if he's I underrated. Just, he's rated. I think, no, I think he's underrated. Mark Wahlberg is rated. I just watched the movie. Have you seen his new movie? He just came out with, um, I'm going to space on the name He now. does a lot of movies. <laughs> I'm going to leave this so you have to cut was, it out. Was it a uh, Netflix? Joe or? something. It was uh, Joe, Joe something. I don't have my phone. I can't look it up. We we just watched it in the Nick, Nick's on it. Nick's I'm looking. I'm on it. I'll Google it. Now, he was he he was walking for his um uh gay son. Interesting. Um, I've not heard of this. Joe, is it a Netflix or is it out in theaters? Uh, Netflix is what we watched it on or HBO. Okay. Um, crap. I'm looking it up now. My five songs would include Home. By uh, Ed Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. My Dingaling by uh, who Joe, was that? Joe Bell. Joe Bell. Yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Joe yeah. Bell, 2020. Great movie. Chuck Berry, Great My Dingaling. Um, I'd have to put in William Shatner, Spoken Word, Rocket Man. Um, maybe Baby Shark. And then what would number five be? Return of the Mac, Nick? I mean, Ooh. I don't know. Those are the ones That's I play song. all the time when, when we're out at uh, Top Shooters. That's hey. the that's the jukebox bombs. Yes. Yeah. 
I feel bad for the fine folks at Top Shooters on that Friday the 24th because something tells me that between Jeff and all of the listeners that are going to show up, there's going to be nothing but wretched shit playing <laughs> on that jukebox. <laughs> Although, to be fair, they're going to make a lot of money because what's going to happen is people are going to sink their credits into it. They're going to skip the song. And they're still going to keep those credits, yes, you know. Yes. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of money raised for top shooters that day through <laughs> through jukebox bombs. And not to mention, you know, Nick picking up the tab for everybody. I'm not picking up the tab for everybody. I'm telling you. I thought you said that. No, on the show. I never once said that I was going to pick up the tab. I'm going to have to go back and listen because I think that was in there. You, it was not in there. I I am not in a financial position to pick up the tab for everybody. But they I can just, stay at your place because that's free. I did not say that either. No, no, I'm telling you. It's oh, just, I'm, out, is, I'm out then. This I'm is going to be a thing, this Rob. Is one of those things. It's just, it's not, it's not, not feasible. I wonder how many people are going to bring their bedroll and expect to hang out with God, you. God, I hope not. <laughs> They're going to be really disappointed. Be scrambling for some last minute hotel rooms, but stick, you know, with a hanky on it full of their supplies exactly. and a bedroll. Just sleeping in their trunk of their car, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, and again, the River of an event is coming up on... Saturday, September 25th. It's going to be a hoot, guys. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this. I'm out of my cold beverage, Jeff. No one. There isn't a man, woman, or child alive that doesn't enjoy a nice cold beverage. I mean, I would appreciate a refill, but you know, you're know, you you're sitting there. You yeah, know, I'm not going to go know, get you one. You can have some beets, though. I don't want beets. I got a jar of beets out here on the deck I've been gnawing on. He does, man. It's like this jar of beets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so confused out with the pea jug. Right? Yeah, you don't want to mix those up. He showed you the pee jug. It's real. He, he did. I, I regret to this day bringing it up. I sloshed a little on Nick, which I feel bad about. I'm really disgusted <laughs> by that. Anyway, well, Rob, we've had a great time sitting and chatting with you. It's It's been a show. It's been a good time. It has. And uh, just to uh, circle back on the cigar, I'm yes. done with mine. I have finished my Charter Ocabano as well. Yep. It uh, it was a good cigar. A little meaty for my taste, but a good cigar. Got a little bit more pepper there at the end. The spice level definitely ramped up as the cigar went along. And I can't say enough how you shouldn't snort it. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Words to the wise. Yes. It's one I, of those things you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have to say that, but somebody did it. Allison on his gator. So we do have to say it for everybody. Yeah. Do not snort your cigars. Exactly. Yeah. I took one for the team there, but don't do that. He's why shampoo has the instructions on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or McDonald's coffee says yeah. it's hot. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all because. You know, somewhere all the warnings are because somebody did it. People, yep. people like Gator. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. So let me throw this out there real quick. So I was listening to the radio yesterday. And, and as we finish up here, I got to say this because it kind of ties in. So there was this deal um, years ago where I think it was Pepsi. I think it was Pepsi had this contest where you know you could you could earn so many points by the amount of soda you drank, but in the rules of the contest, it said you could also as long as you got fifteen of these points on your own, you could buy up additional points to reach like the different prize levels, like you know a hat or a shirt or you know a yeah. jacket or whatever. Well, in one of the commercials, at the end of the commercial, they show this young kid in a flight suit with a Harrier rolling up behind him. And it says, Harrier, 7 million points. A guy bought, he got his 15 points and then pooled money from investors and got $700,000, sent them off and bought the points up and said, I'd like my Harrier delivered to this address. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you can look this up. This is a real thing that went down. 
and it it ended up getting litigated for years. He ended up losing the case uh, under First Amendment grounds, where they said uh, basically the court agreed that they could do a parody in a commercial. And that they there was no actual expectation of getting a Harrier jet. The Defense Department also <laughs> stepped in and said absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, so oh you know good times there. Which then brings you me know, back. Oh, go ahead, Rob. So I'm just gonna add a quick one on that. I don't know if they the same way out where you guys are, but like car dealership commercials. Yeah. When they have like buy a car this weekend and get unlimited oil changes and car washes and blah 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 blah. blah. And then they go, previous purchases not included. So you know somebody bought a car like a year ago and went tried back to, get, to the dealer yep. and went back to the dealership and was like, I'd like my free oil changes, please. Yep. Yep. Like who that, that always I get a kick out of that all the time because that's all I picture. But going back to Jeff's point about the Harrier Jet, that brings up the fundamental flaw that I have with you wanting to buy that island in the middle of the Mississippi River. And me declaring it my own sovereign nation. Yes. If the Defense Department had a problem with one guy getting one Harrier jet, what do you think they're going to do when I declare a small island in the middle of the Mississippi River a sovereign nation and then try and build up whatever, you know, defense system I need for it and everything like that? Well, under the Joe Biden administration, they're just going to give you a pass. That's true. They might actually drop off a bunch of weapons they and might stuff. bring you the weaponry, yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know. In under normal circumstances, something tells me they're going to have a problem with that. Yes. Hence the reason I need to look more in the Caribbean. Yes. I want that really clear You want to get outside of the continental United States. I want that really clear water in that white sand. That's what I want. Yeah, but you got hurricanes to contend with there. You get out, you come back. That's why you have to establish a trade agreement and, you know, partnership with the United States. You can't cut them off completely. But, you know, you, you just... You'd be a friendly nation. Yeah. Now, I do want to say, and this is a serious note, um, we're recording this on Sunday, and the hurricane has just made landfall down in the Gulf. True. Today. And, you know, we by the time this comes out, obviously, we're going to have a clearer picture of, of damage and whatnot. But, you know, we do want to say that our thoughts and prayers are along with the people there down in, uh, you know, Louisiana and whatnot, where the hurricane has made landfall. Definitely. And, uh, you know, hopefully damage is minimal. Hopefully everybody is safe. And, you know, we'll just throw that out there for now. Most definitely. Yeah. By, by the time this comes out, like I said, we'll know what has gone on. But as it stands right now, they're definitely in harm's way. Those, those are, being in the Northeast, those things terrify me. Just like the wind, like, because there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like yeah. Up here, if we get a bad, if we get a bad snowstorm, you can shovel or snowblow or get the hell out of the way. But wind and rain, you can't do anything about it. No. Nope. You're absolutely right. See, and here in the Midwest, we have the tornadoes that pop up, and uh, sometimes they can come out of nowhere too. Yeah. See, that's the thing. At least with a hurricane, you have months of like you know forecasting and and prep work and and everything else you can do, but like. With a tornado, man, I mean, it could be fine one minute, and five minutes later, you could have no house. Yeah. It's not like my friend that lives out in Kansas, where they just expect, like, eight tornadoes a year to hit their house. You know, here, when they pop up, you know, they usually catch us off guard. Because, again, you know, there's not a lot of warning here when they happen. Yeah. Mother Nature's a bitch. At times. At yep. times. So. So. Well, Rob, man, we really appreciate you coming on. This has been a blast. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, and by the way, I, I've got a comment because I'm off I'm off uh, camera and you can't see me, but hell of a beard. 
Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> that is that Appreciate is impressive. It very much. You, lo- you look like a guy that was out at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival wearing a kilt. Well, the kilt, I saw that picture. Yep. I, I, I saw the picture. I, it's funny you say that because I, I, I had a guy in the lounge the other day, and I thought of you instantly. He just walked up to me and goes, you know what? You need a kilt. Damn straight, <laughs> man. Um, by uh, the look, way, it's funny you mentioned No, that. you know what? Actually, it, it is kind of funny that we mentioned this because I, I, I was remiss. I realized when I was editing up last Tuesday's show for Ask the Boys that one of the callers inquired about where to get a quality kilt. And he also, I think, asked another question, and we got distracted with that other question, and I never actually gave a good answer. I would say, there, you know, do your research online. There's, a, there's this one store somewhere in the United States. I think it's in the Northeast. They do a YouTube series. It's like Kilts USA or something like that. And they have a lot of videos all about kilts and how to wear them and this and that and whatever else. But I just bought mine on Amazon. I I did, you know, I read reviews. I looked online. You know, I found one that was in my price range to try and dabble in this a little bit. You can get stupid expensive if you want to. I didn't see the need to do that. I mean, mine was maybe like 65 bucks. I mean, it's not all that bad. And, uh, you know, what it really boils down to is... You measure at your your proper waistline. So do you go? Are you an over or under guy? What do you I'm mean? an under. Yeah, I'm an. I'm an under. under. Yeah, I'm yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, as a, I, I don't want to sound mean, but as larger fellows, exactly. I just feel I feel like when you go the over, it just makes you look like eight times larger it, than you already actually. Yep. Totally. Are. Totally does. Yep. So uh, you always got to go under. So I'm under, but technically the way this works is you're supposed to measure at the proper waistline. And then wear it there. Like I said, I'm an under, but whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, you just measure, and then you can order it. It's not like you got to worry about, like, I mean, you do have to worry about length a little bit. You don't want it to be um, you short. Don't you don't want it to be short. You know, it's supposed to come, you know, to your knee or just below your knee. And Well, uh, and you also you need to make sure. You don't want it to be sure. above your knee because that's when you're getting into, like, skirt territory. You need to also oh, be sure then. to get a proper length on your sporan chain. True. Here's yeah. well. Here's the ten thousand dollar question to me: Is what do you wear underneath? Like, is what's the acceptable, or I guess the recommended underneath wear? There's, I. It's really what you're comfortable with. Um, I've gone both with underwear and without. I will say that uh, kind of depends on what you're up to for the day. Like one time that I went just free and breezy. I came over here to Jeff's place, and that's when I realized with the mosquitoes that when I'm spraying my legs, I got to continue going and complete the arc. And, you know, that's that's a different story. But, you know, so now if I'm going to come over here and wear the kilt, then, you know, I'll probably wear underwear for that extra level of protection. Thank God for mosquitoes. You know, um, if I'm out and about, if I, if I happen to be wearing it, if I'm going out and about, then I'll probably also wear you know, some uh, boxers or something underneath it, just to, on the off chance, you know. But I don't know. I mean, there's an, a solid argument to be made for nothing because, let's be real, the whole point, the whole reason that I got it was a discussion about being free and breezy in the summertime and why why confine yourself up if, if that was well, the Well, I think point. the scare there for one at all is like at the Riverman event when you mm-hmm. wear your kilt. Oh, I'm going to be wearing the a nice, event. Yeah. a nice stiff breeze, and you're going to be Marilyn Monroeing it. It's not that light of a fabric, Jeff. <laughs> it's not. I mean, 
it's going to have to be a goddamn hurricane sweep, sweeping through in order for, for that thing to go blowing like that, you know? It's, Fair enough. It's heavy enough that I'm not going to have just, you know, oh, look, there's my dingleberries, you know? It's like, it's... it's. I think I'd be worried about seeing the twig and berries. Well, exactly, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But no, the answer to that question, Rob, is I would say it's... it. It's what you're comfortable with. Start off maybe with underwear, and you know, as you get more comfortable with it, as you kind of figure out the proper sitting methods and things of that nature, you know. I mean, girl, let's you want to be ladylike. Girls, shut up. Girl, <laughs> girls have this down, man. You know, it's like, but yes. guys, we got to figure this out. So you know, once you figure it out, then you can uh, maybe uh, decide to be a little bit more uh, adventurous. Free and breezy. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway. Well, Rob, thanks again, man. Yeah, seriously, no Rob, problem. it's been fun. And uh, we really appreciate your contributions to the Ask the Boys segment through the hotline there. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Amen. Nick. I'm Gator. I'm Rob. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. <laughs>